Yeah, that's fine. We can do it real quick. All right. I'll I'll just do it from the beginning. We'll do the same intro, and I'm just going to say, like, we did the fucking thing, and it didn't record. I don't know. Yes. It cut out. It said there's 15 seconds, and it cut out. So I don't know what the oh, fuck happened. All right. Shit. Sorry. Oh, don't worry about it. All right. Let's get this started. Coming at you from the Steel City, you're listening to Poor Man's Podcast, Pittsburgh's premier comedy podcast. Your weekly dose of humor hosted by Chris Hopper and with a new special guest each week. And here's your host, Chris Hopper. Woo! Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Poor Man's Podcast Sports Extra with Sports Guy JP. I'm your host, Chris. JP, if you hear my voice, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we just recorded for about 45, 50 minutes, and um, the recording didn't record. So we're going to do a very abbreviated form of this. Uh, Normally, it would probably be more in-depth, but we literally just spent almost an hour doing this. For nothing. So, JP, let's begin the game. We're going to start about Steelers Saints. What? Let's just hit the the. This is the Cliff Notes version of this. <laughs> I was about to say you really should have emphasized sports extra this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're definitely definitely overtime right here. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this I, is going to be a fifteen minute you. podcast. Just so everyone's listening, we're going to make this really concise. <laughs> But uh, like I said last week, I actually picked Pittsburgh to win. Um, unfortunately, they were able to come away with a W over the Saints. Um, I think the major reason for that was for the play of the defense. Um, TJ Watt coming back definitely sparked you know something in that team. Um, <laughs> they did a great job, I think, at limiting uh, the Saints in the run game in particularly. Um, and altogether, they held them to under 200 yards total. And um, I think that, you know, T.J. Watt's presence alone, you know, really helped out Alex Highsmith. He got two sacks. And, uh, yeah, I think the defense is really why they won this game. Absolutely. Uh, we agreed on that when, when we were discussing it earlier. I can't believe that. I'm so I'm so pissed <laughs> off. Um, just so everybody knows, the, the original show was excellent. I remember thinking to myself, that went so smoothly. It didn't, you know, normally when we when we do these, we do this via FaceTime and record it. Um, so that's why you hear some delays sometimes. But it went so smooth. And I was so <laughs> pleased with it. And now, now we're doing it again. I guess practice makes perfect. So we're a well-oiled machine for this. <laughs> uh, we were both surprised to see that. Excited with the run game. Jalen Warren, I liked seeing as a compliment. Najee Harris playing a little bit better. It makes a difference when he's not immediately touched in the backfield. When you give him a couple yards to get some momentum. Uh, so the offensive line played a little bit better with that. Um, defense, great as always. Or not as always, but great as always with TJ Watt. Yeah, and I think um, the, they look great in the run game finally uh, this year. Uh, Najee finished with just under 100 yards. Um and uh, even Pickett in the run game and Warren, like you said, uh, really played well in the run game. I was uh, impressed with how they were able to execute um, out of the backfield and uh, get some penetration up front as well. Um, yeah, I was um, still still concerned about Pickett's play a little. He still couldn't throw. He didn't get touchdown um, through the air at all. He didn't throw an interception either, but 
I, I feel like he was kind of sensing ghosts around him that weren't there, pressure that just simply wasn't there. And it seemed like he was running into a lot of sacks and throwing away some unnecessary balls over the course of the whole game. And uh, fortunately, they were able to win this game on the ground. Yeah, he. it seemed like he had some happy feet. And like you said, we're kind of running into to sacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's something he needs to come away with and, and develop better. Like, I was happy to see some balls thrown out of bounds to avoid the interceptions, but it just seems like he's uncomfortable in the pocket, which isn't something I saw early in the year or throughout the preseason. Um, he, he's just got to get more comfortable in the pocket and uh, just m- make quicker and better reads, I think. And uh, I, I was... Um, Hoping to see more involvement from George Pickens in the past game. He did run in a touchdown, but uh, I, I would like to see them get him some more shots down the field over the course of the year. And then just briefly, I do want to add, because we went into depth on this one, uh, the goal line play to George Pickens. It's It was a nice play for George Pickens to get in there. Why do we still have to do gimmick plays, trick plays to get into the end zone from one yard away? When you have a overpaid fullback in Derek Water, we paying him millions of dollars just to cover punts. Um, no, he should be in there blocking or even hand it off to him. Get a yard. We're paying you to get one yard and it's our first round like pick. He's, he's not even like Sean Mori or Chidi Iwoma on special teams either. It's yeah. just like this guy there. Super Bowl captain Sean Mori and Chidi Iwoma. <laughs> <laughs> In champions, can't forget that. Absolutely. If you think about that team, uh, that Super Bowl forty, they had uh, Sean Maury and Chidi Awoma. I believe they had Joey Porter and James Ferrier as the captains for the defense, and then Heinz Ward and who was it, Jerome Bettis? Uh, Vanica. Vanica. So they didn't, <laughs> which is hilarious looking back. You'd think like Bettis would be an honorary. Yeah, that's guy. what I was thinking. How did they not have Bettis? <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole thing was like let's get the bus home how did they not even have him i'd be like it's more likely they'd have him go out by himself today to like have oh, that yeah yeah you think that's that's hilarious i never even thought of that that's so funny. <laughs> yeah oh that, man but yeah you think uh, you have this this million dollar fullback you have this um like he's getting paid like he produces like kyle use and he does not he uh, <laughs> he does not. Um, but then you have this first round draft pick in in the backfield too. Why can't you get a yard? It's so frustrating. It's so it, like you're. It's like you know you just can't run. That's what they they must just know they can't run. Yeah, and it's not like the Chiefs where you see Andy Reid designing a great play, and then you see them sending uh, Noah Gray, the backup tight end, in to take the snap as the quarterback under center. Or even Kelsey, like we've seen in the past, or you know they have the players who can eg- execute it. Whereas the Steelers are just trying to trick you because it seems like they can't take their first round running back and score a touchdown, uh, or even you know to take Derek Walt, like you said. But yeah, it's like they're trying to trick you, and uh, I don't know. It's 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 sloppy. It seems like it's sloppy play calling, sloppy execution. But it, it worked this week, and. Uh, I, I just think they need to find a more consistent way of putting the ball in the end zone. Well, they're coming off a win this week going against Cincinnati. Next week, I don't expect a win. I don't expect you to expect a win. That's the most I've said expect in one sentence. But what are we looking forward for uh, with this game? Do you know the spread for this? Um, so last I saw, um, Pittsburgh was clearly the underdog. It was at uh, six and a half. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I believe, yeah. So um, I'm not expecting much. Um, uh, actually, uh, four and a half last, actually. So it'll be anywhere from like four to six and a half. Um, at this point, I know the Steelers came away with a week one victory. Ainge Jamar Chase won't be available this week, but I think Cincinnati comes away with the W. If the Steelers expect to win, they need to take advantage of a weak offensive line that the Bengals have. TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith are going to have to generate that pressure consistently, force Burrow into uncomfortable situations, and limit Joe Mixon in the run game. And then offensively, they're going to have to put together long drives that end in points. I don't necessarily see see that happening. I think that they'll take advantage of the secondary, even with just T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Um, and uh, another thing is uh, week one, we had Mitch Trubisky under center, the more experienced quarterback. Um, I, I think that it is smart to start Pickett so you can get a feel for a divisional opponent. But I, I think I, I, he may show some more panic this week than Trubisky did in week one. So I, I, I think that it's going to be a sloppy game offensively for Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't expect to win. Bengals are just such a better team and going forward. Uh, yeah, and, and Bengals need it more. They're a game behind the Ravens right now. They're going to want it more. Um, like I said with every week, I hope to just see kind of quarterback – uh, improvement, see the team getting a little bit better, and hopefully no injuries to uh, T.J. Watt. Yeah, coming away healthy is going to be the uh, most important thing for him, considering the season's basically a wash anyway. Now, we're talking about good games. If we're, if we're looking for good games, instead of uh, the Steelers saying slop fest, um, the, the Bills and Vikings game was incredible. Justin Jefferson making one of the best catches I've ever seen. And like we were saying in the in the first time we recorded this, just the the most incredible part about it, it's being fourth down. It's it's a big play. Kirk Cousins trusting him, probably trusting him more than any receiver in the game right now. Um, throwing it, he makes this one handed catch with the defensive back with two hands on it, pulls it down while he's falling down. And the most impressive part to me is that when he hits the ground, that ball in his one hand, he, his forearm hits, and I'm just thinking, okay, you hit with that much pressure. This ball is popping out, and it didn't budge. Yeah, and it's clear as day if you watch the uh, replay of it. He just he go, goes up with one hand. I know everyone's compared to the Odell Beckham catch, which may have been the best catch ever up to that point, but I think Jefferson beats him on that because I know it wasn't a touchdown, like a first-quarter touchdown like Odell Beckham's was, but like you said, this game's on the line. I think it was, what, fourth and 18 or so? Yeah. And Cousins is eyeing him down the whole time. He just knows that's the best player on the field. He finds Jefferson, who reels in a ball, like you said. The D-back has two hands on it. And Jefferson, everything about it is perfect. The way he high points it, jumps up for it, the way he gets a hand on it, steals it from the defender, and maintains possession through the ground. In my opinion, that's the most impressive catch of the season easily and maybe of all time. That is just incredible. Yeah, I think so. I, I feel like less people could make that catch. I feel like Odell's was like, it was super impressive and athletic, but I feel like that was more of like a impressive football catch where Odell's was spectacular. Yeah, I agree. Like the concentration, everything about it. And and that's a receiver who's had the best start to um, anyone from the wide receiver position in NFL history. He's just been explosive and uh, he's a special player. 
Like I, f- I feel like uh, Justin Jefferson's catch, like without a defender there, and he just dove and made that one-handed catch and hit the ground. We'd be saying, "Oh my god, that was an incredible catch!" Like we'd be putting it up there like that. The fact that he ripped it out of a defensive back's hand with one arm and it didn't budge, like that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like like you said, that's the best part about it. Is that, like these are grown men, and the guy has an interception essentially, and it's just ripped out from Jefferson, and it's like it's fourth and almost 20 with the game on the line. And uh, this is a great team, good secondary. And like I said, there's like three guys in coverage. Cousins eyes them down the whole time. There's no mystery of where he's going. And it's just my guys better than your guys. And he comes down with it. You know, it was impressive. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was one of the best games I've seen. The Bills are always in great games. Josh Allen's one of the, my favorite players to watch right now. But uh, we're excited to see where uh, where that kind of goes. I, uh, it could be a Super Bowl preview, in my opinion. But, JP, you want to get into your picks? Sure, let's do it. Let's get into the picks. Number one. Number one, we'll go early in the week on Thursday night. Um, I like the Titans this week. They're getting three points against the Packers. Um, and the uh, reason for that is Packers are coming off a win against Dallas, who Aaron Rodgers has their number. But outside of that, they've just been struggling all season long. Tennessee is better than people give them credit for. I think Rabel's a great coach. And uh, I think they're built to take it to Green Bay. Um, Green Bay's strength is obviously the run game for Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. But uh, Titans have actually surrendered the second fewest rush yards as a defense and the fewest rushing touchdowns all year. And uh, uh, Packers struggle against the run. They're actually in the bottom five against it. And... uh, Derrick Henry, it's going to be a great matchup for him. Christian Watson's not going to have three touchdowns again. And uh, I I think that this is actually a favorable matchup for Tennessee. I think it's the better team with the points. So uh, I'm I'm going to take Tennessee to head into Lambeau and actually get a W, and you're going to swap me three points. I'm, I'm going to take them here. Absolutely. Let's go to number two. Number two. Um. Believe it or not, I'm going to take Carolina this week against the Ravens' money line. No, j- just kidding. Not money line here. Um, we'll go with the 12.5-point spread, and I'm taking them because of that. Um, spread that 12.5 is just a substantial number. Uh, Carolina's going back to Baker Mayfield with P.J. Walker hurt, who I know he's 3-5 and five against Baltimore, but he's familiar with them. And uh, both teams are just run first. Um, Carolina, even without McCaffrey, is actually two and two without him. And in that four games span, three of those games, Foreman, uh, Dante Foreman, the new running back, has totaled over 100 yards in three of those. And um, both teams are just run first, that milks the clock on long drives. So I think getting away from a 12 and a half point spread is going to be difficult. Baltimore definitely wins this one, but. Uh, they're heading into Carolina, and I like uh, the 12-and-a-half-point spread. Or, no, I'm sorry, uh, Baltimore's home. But I, regardless, I like 12-and-a-half. It's just it's too many points, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to blow out an NFL team by that much. But, I mean, that's a pretty bad team, and the Ravens are pretty pretty decent. Ravens so. are banged up, too. They lost uh, their number one receiver, and uh, I'm not sure how Mark Andrews is doing. But, yeah, he'll be coming off injury if he does return. Yeah, I mean, you got to score at least 13 points in general to to beat them, and that's not including, you know, Carolina scoring. So that is a a pretty big spread. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 12 and a half. I I, I just got to take it. All right. Number three. 
Number three this week, uh, I'm going to take uh, Minnesota against Dallas plus one and a half. Um, we already talked about how special Justin Jefferson is. Um, and the Vikings are at home this week. And I just feel like they're the better team. After Philly lost, they see that that one seed is in sight. It was definitely in sight. Um, and uh, Cowboys are a team that plays to, like, they beat the bad teams. And then when they play a team, even if them are better, they tend to struggle. And we saw that this week against a better quarterback when they played Aaron Rodgers. Um, as Colin Cowherd says, Dak is just Kirk Cousins with swag. Um, so I think we can oh, like we were saying, Kirk Cousins anymore is Kirk Cousins with swag with, with all the with all the bling, all the bling and the chains and everything. And one thing about that too is normally I'd say that guy's kind of attention seeking, but with Cousins it almost works in a different way because he's he's an older guy that dresses funny. But when he does that, I kind of feel like he's relating to his younger teammates. And uh, it, it seems like O'Connell and uh, the team in general just seems to rally around Cousins better so than they did with Zimmer. I, yeah. I, I love what they're doing offensively. And uh, O'Connell's been very impressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and no one's even talking about how awful the Rams' offense has looked without him as well. Yeah, really. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're one of the most underwhelming teams. Probably the worst Super Bowl hangover in history. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I like the Vikings this week. Um, they're I just think they're the better team at home and getting the points. That's yeah, it's a recipe for victory. Get, uh, give me them, and uh, I I think Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in football. But if you can account for him, I I, I think that we get we get a close game here. But I think the Vikings win it, and. Uh, over the past like five or six years, it seems like the Vikings are competitive but lose those games. But this year, they're they're winning them all of a sudden. So uh, I actually like Minnesota this week. I feel like seeing Kirk Cousins in the chains and stuff is like the same way you would see like your dad wearing chains or something. You know, I feel like that's kind of how they like it's ridiculous. <laughs> and I feel like yeah, he's yeah, kind of aware it's, too. It's not like Joe Burrow like trying to be cool or whatever. He's not doing him. it for the media. He's doing it for his teammates. To like make them laugh. Yeah, and it seems like a lot of his. Yeah, it's like he's like doing it on private, like playing with the team, and then it's uploaded because someone else is taking the video. It's not like yeah. he's going to like a press conference like that. Though <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, him. He needs to get Ryan Fitzpatrick's old, uh, his old outfit when he was dressed like Deshaun yeah. Jackson or whatever. <laughs> get them together for that. All right, let's get to the next pick. Number four. Number four is here. Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles this week, even though they're coming off that loss against Washington. I think they'll be hungry after getting their first loss, and they're playing the Colts. Um, it's a six-and-a-half point spread, so I'm going to take the Eagles minus that six-and-a-half. Um, Colts, to me, are just openly tanking. Still, even though Saturday did get that victory. Undefeated. Um, he is undefeated now. 1-0 is a head coach in the NFL. But I, I think that you get that, like, when you get a new coach or a new quarterback for the week, sometimes you just get that energy and the team rallies around it. Um, not to mention they played the Raiders, who are the only team that's a bigger mess than the Rams right now, like I said. <laughs> they just – Raiders are so underwhelming, and the Colts are able to steal a victory there. I don't see that against Philly. Much more explosive team offensively and defensively. They just they, they shut you down. They have uh, – a secondary with uh, two of the best corners in the league, in the league in interceptions. And uh, I think it's a very difficult matchup for any team, yet alone 
a Colts team that hasn't been very impressive. And uh, I, I think they can cover this with a touchdown. So I'm definitely going to take uh, Philly this week. Yeah, it's, it, we'll see how they come back. Uh, uh, no longer undefeated Philadelphia. But I, th- I think they're – I like Sirianni. I think Jalen Hurts is incredible. He's my fantasy quarterback in my one league, so I know how good he is. Um, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Them and the, and the Vikings, I'm interested to see. Um, normally we're talking Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. It's interesting to hear you know a couple of different teams in the NFC right now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Even the Rams, the 49ers, you hear these guys all the time, but some it's some of these teams, I mean, Vikings have been good, but I don't think they've really been the threat that they feel like they are this year. Right, I I agree. They're always like a, a great they're like a high tier 2 team when they're best usually, but this year it seems like they're definitely like pushing that tier 1. I mean, they may get home field advantage throughout the playoffs and uh I just like love what they've been doing this year. Yeah, they're they're, they're a fun team to watch. They're interesting. Um, so let's do uh, the last pick. Number five. For number five, this is probably my favorite bet of the week. Um, I'm going to take the Bears plus three against the Falcons. Um, I don't know why. I know they're going on the road, but I think three is pretty nice. I know I was pretty brutal on Justin Fields at the start of the year. But these past four games, he's, he looks comfortable, and he's looked way more explosive. Um, over this four-game stretch, I know they only have been one in three, and they've lost tight, high-scoring games, which is good for their draft pick, considering they're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs, and it helps the Steelers' second-round pick. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that's, de- think- that's definitely a reason we want to see the Bears not win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so hopefully Atlanta can't pull off the upset, but I, I feel like Chicago uh, wins this. And if you're giving me a field goal, definitely give me the Bears. Um, over the past four games, Justin Fields has just been great. He has 13 total touchdowns to just two interceptions, and he's ran for over 460 yards in that stretch. And the Bears as a team has ran for 240 yards in every game over that stretch as well. Wow. Yeah. That's so, yeah, I think that they're, they are leaning into what they know. You know, they have an identity. They're not a great team, but they at least have an identity, which is to run the football. And uh, Atlanta is actually um, second to last in sacks, so I don't expect them to get much pressure on Justin Fields. And, uh, yeah, they've scored over that the course of those four games, too. They scored at least 20 points in each of those games. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of impressive things coming out of Chicago right now, even though – it hasn't necessarily translated to victories. Yeah, I I agree. So we will see uh, see how those picks do. JP, it's a pleasure to do this show twice with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, one show is just not enough. I was dying to yeah. state my picks again. Yeah, there there were a couple other things we, we touched on in the first one, but we're not going to go over all that stuff again. But I, I feel like we got this was. This was a good uh, kind of abbreviated form of what we did do kind of cut out some of the, the minutia. Yeah, yeah. I, I should have came in with five totally different picks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> just completely different opinions on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah reverse. I, I think uh, Eagles are just going to lose outright. Yeah, they're garbage. <laughs> Colts, Matt Colts. Canada is going to win co- Coach the Year. They're going to fire <laughs> Tomlin. Canada's going to step in as the interim. Those, yeah. you do parlay Colts and Panthers to win money line. You could... You, you'll be set for a while. I'll tell you what, uh, the, the, geez, 
with the with the Colts losing. We were just saying that uh, uh, how we were expecting Jim Mercy to be all pissed off, snapping a pencil in the in the press box when Jeff Saturday pulls off the win. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like an active tank going. But fortunately for the Steelers, you know that it's going to help them too. Steelers getting the Saint, the victory of the Saints is only going to hurt their pick. So it was good to see a team like the Colts also win. Yeah, the, the, yeah. If the Steelers and Colts can just maintain winning and losing at the same time, but yeah, <laughs> but they but, did beat the Raiders, who I think are now officially worse than the Steelers. So. We'll oh. Yeah, they're, uh, the Raven, Raiders are 2-7. and seven. They are the mm-hmm. second-worst team in the AFC, uh, only beating the Texans, who <laughs> are just abysmal. Although the the, the Texans' uh, net points, minus 58, the Steelers minus 67. So Steelers are getting slightly better with the net points, but still last in the league. At least these teams, like both of them, the Raiders, I, I, I'm sensing Carr is not going to be there next year, so if they're in the mix for a quarterback along with these other teams like the Falcons and Panthers and Texans. The Steelers think they have their guy in picket. They could be getting the best available non-quarterback in the draft. Yeah. Well, we will see going forward. I just hope, like we say every week, quarterback prog- quarterback progression, just see the team, you know, do a little bit better. Hopefully the young guys play well. George Pickens, hopefully see something in him and keep T.J. Watt healthy. And that's kind of what you want to see going forward in this season. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to see some development. You know, you're playing the Bengals this week. That's a young team who has their guys for the next decade basically on deck. Um, so if you don't get a victory this week, at least take away something. You know, what, what, what do they, you know, what, what do the Bengals not like when you, you know, what looks do they not like or, you know, what plays can you run? You know, just take something away. You can put some of Yeah, I agree. They're going to be t- they're going to be playing against them for a while. So, you know what? There's no reason you can't scout them and get used to playing against them. But, JP, thank you again, again, again <laughs> for the for doing this again. Um, but anybody, everybody listen to the regular poor man's podcast. We just had Jordan and Frank from Science Yo. Uh, we had Michelle from Pittsburgh Foodie Girls, Dave Foreman from Played at Pittsburgh on the very local channel. Uh, check all of that out. Go back and listen to that episode. It was very fun. Uh, highly recommend listening to the show. Um, tune in next week. We have Chad from I'll Call You Right Back podcast. I'm excited to talk to him. Always like having podcasters on because they make really good guests, in my opinion. Um, stay tuned for uh, the Sports Extra every week, released on uh, Wednesday. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe on Instagram or follow on Instagram and all that good stuff. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss anything. Uh, JP, once again, thank you uh, again. Yeah, great, great to do the show twice in one day. You know, hey man, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's it was, uh, ten thousand hours, like Malcolm Gladwell said. You're just getting better. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was definitely an experience. Let's not try to make it a comfortable habit here. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I need one of those uh, things that just says live, like a giant fluorescent light or whatever <laughs> that just reminds me every three seconds to re-record. But, uh, JP, thank you again. Uh, thank you all for listening. And for Sports Guy JP, I am Chris. I'm going to say I'm so happy yeah. that I was allowed to be part of your day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We hope you had a good time. If you did, be sure to subscribe to the show to catch the latest episodes and share with your friends. We can't promise not to embarrass you. 
And if you just can't get enough, follow us on Instagram at Poor Man's Podcast 412, Twitter at Poor Man's Pod 412, and Facebook. This is Pittsburgh's own Poor Man's Podcast signing off. See you next week. You like that? You like that? You play to win the game. Straight cash, homie. Straight cash, homie.